This sermon was preached at the Episcopal Church of the Ascension on Sunday, August 8th, 2021. It's entitled Metaphorical Backpacks. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Amen. It's hard to believe, but tomorrow morning, Knox County schools are back in action. Children and teens will jump on school buses, head back to school, sharpen pencils, if we people use pencils anymore, crack open new Chromebooks, and start a brand new school year. As much as I love summer, I will admit to you as a mother of boys, I always secretly love the beginning of school. Routines, predictability, and especially organized sports, running them ragged after school. This summer has truly felt too short, however. Coming out of the pandemic, we've made up for what felt like a lost summer last year, and it's been a sweet, sweet summer on the road, at the beach, and with camp and vacation Bible school, I have loved every minute of it. At the late service this morning, children will come forward for a children's sermon, and they'll receive a tag to put on their backpacks, which says, Peace be upon you. Every time they look at their backpack, sling it over their shoulder, pull books out, throw books in, slide out their Chromebooks, reach for pencils and markers, they'll see that tag and be reminded, peace be upon you. I've been thinking for weeks about these tags we'll place on the children's backpacks. They've had me pondering how we as adults come back to our own lives to Jesus, his message of peace be upon you. There are numerous times in the Gospels where Jesus says, peace be with you. It's usually in places where people are scared when Jesus recognizes the humanity right before him and offers a soulful solution. In today's day and age, how do we hear Jesus saying, rather than invest in your fears, fan the flames of your anxiety, Look me in the eye, and may my peace, which surpasses all understanding, land squarely in your heart. Without Jesus here in the flesh, without an ability to hear his reassuring voice offering peace be upon you, we need ways to be reminded. We need ways to connect with this deep sense of peace that can anchor our lives. And it really only comes from God. When I'm honest about everything I carry around in my metaphorical backpack, I'm here to tell you I'm carrying around a whole lot more than my laptop, spiral notebooks, pages and pages of notes for sermons and clergy and staff meetings, oodles of ideas for the Celtic service and rally day, and my March books. Also in my backpack are fears about my children, fears about the pandemic, Worries about particular family members, concerns about friends, fears about the world and our country. These tags pull me up short. They force me to ask myself, if I'm carrying around all these worries in my metaphorical backpack, am I truly living in connection with a loving God? Am I looking Jesus in the eye and trusting him enough to live with his peace that has been bestowed upon my life and my heart? 
I think many of us fear that if we turn things over to God, really turn things over, if we don't carry it all around, these worries and fears and preoccupations about our lives, our loved ones' lives and the world will become apathetic. If we don't remain vigilant, harm may fall upon me and my loved ones. If I don't keep running these scenarios through my anxious mind, certainly doom will prevail. The more and more I trust God and turn my will and my life over to God's care, the more I find an experience of ease and trust for God, an ease and trust in myself, an ease and trust in life itself. Will bad things happen? Certainly. Does carrying around my fears and preoccupations about my metaphorical backpack change that reality? Unfortunately, no. Or maybe fortunately. Usually my backpack just feels very, very heavy. So how do we offload this weight? How do we shed our burdens? How do we let go and let God? I was explaining to someone this week that our brains exercise anxiety and fear like a full-time job, sometimes day and night. How much do we work to counterbalance that anxiety and fear with noticing what we feel secure about? What within our lives creates peace, stability, equanimity? If I'm working anxiety like an athlete training for the Olympics, I have got to also turn towards the face of Christ and receive his peace just as much, if not more so, than working out that anxiety. Unfortunately, it's not a once and done deal. I have to keep turning back. I have to intentionally turn towards the love of God and see Jesus saying to me with my mind's eye, peace be upon you. Maybe I couple that that turning towards Jesus. Maybe I couple that with some meditation. Maybe I couple it with just a deep breath. Maybe I read some scripture to feel really grounded through my entire being of this connection and turning towards God and the peace that Jesus is offering. Some days I may not only do it when I wake up in the morning or before I go to bed at night. Other days I need to turn and look Jesus in the eye like it's a full-time job. What often gets hidden is that when we can take things out of our backpacks and place them in the care of God's hands, peace ensues. Peace and creativity open up. When we're in a position of trust, security, and resting in God's care, we can see things more clearly. We have more energy to tackle what we actually do have power over. We're more open to hear the whispers of the Spirit guiding us and better able to carry through with those plans with courage by God's grace, God's help. This is a huge gift from God, his son Jesus reminding us at every turn, every time we open our real or metaphorical backpacks that we are to receive, share, live God's peace be upon you.
with God's peace in our hearts, with ease moving through our beings, we are infinitely more useful to God. With peace and ease, we actually have a shot of living into the wisdom of Ephesians this morning. Thinking about what the writer of Ephesians is offering, it's tough. And it's so incredibly wise when we can actually live it. Let us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Evil is not what we are called to speak to one another. Rather, whatever we utter is meant to build each other up so that our words may give grace to those who hear. I don't know what your reality is, but my reality is that I cannot just put away all the bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander and malice that I feel sometimes. I just can't feel those things coming up and say to myself, whoops, let's put those away. My feelings have never worked like this, and frankly, I don't know anyone's who does. The reality is that we have to feel these darker feelings and purposely turn towards God, admit to God that we're having these feelings, and hand them over. Take them out of our backpack and put them in our God bowl or our God jar. We can open ourselves to allow the Spirit to transform those very, very real human feelings into kindness for one another. Shift our tenderness shift our hearts to tenderness and forgive each other and ourselves as God has forgiven us. It's in these ways when we can accept God's peace that has already been bestowed upon our hearts and our lives that we open ourselves to be able to live this wisdom of Ephesians. It's in these ways that we become imitators of Christ We claim that we are beloved children of God. We live in love as Christ loved us. Friends, by the grace of God, can we hand over the heavy things we're carrying around with us? Daily, may we make a habit of turning towards God and hearing Jesus say, Peace be upon you. Amen. The reading associated with the sermon for today is from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25 through chapter 5, verse 2. So then, putting away falsehood, let all of us speak the truth to our neighbors, for we are members of one another. Be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger, and do not make room for the devil. Thieves must give up stealing. Rather, let them labor and work honestly with their own hands so as to have something to share with the needy. Let no evil talk come out of your mouths, but only what is useful for building up as there is need, so that your words may give grace to those who hear. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, with which you were marked with the seal for the day of redemption. 
Put away from you all bitterness and wrath and anger and wrangling and slander together with all malice and be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another as God in Christ has forgiven you. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and live in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. The word of the Lord for the glory of God and the benefit of God's people.